0: This is Kari Gale.
1: And this is Tony Kritz.
0: Welcome to the Pilgrim Loss Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder.
1: 2,000 years ago, a traveling teacher said these words Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, walk with me, and work with me, watch how I do it, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So, um, hi, Kari.
0: Hey, <laughs> Who's <laughs> Who Who's that? Who is that? That's Jesus. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> it's Jesus, you know, but yeah, so... It's Jesus. <laughs> he he had he had some good things to say. I
0: mean, I guess you can quote him.
1: He had some things to say. He has been quoted. He's
0: quotable. Quotable. Yeah. That's a beautiful quote specifically. Can you read it one more time for oh, me, goodness. please?
1: Are you tired? Worn out. Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll rec- and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace.
0: Mm. Ooh, I love the unforced rhythms of grace.
1: I know it's like a, maybe that's a new tagline for "Going Lost."
0: <laughs> uh, I think the reason why I didn't catch right away that it was Jesus is it's the message, correct?
1: It is Eugene Peterson's translation of Jesus' words,
0: which in those I, I love the message because it does do that. It takes those things that you've heard so many times in and speaks in a different way that makes it new. Hmm. Uh, so, well done, Eugene.
1: We're uh, we're going to discuss a topic that's a little it's a little scandalous. It's a little it can be an offensive topic. It can be a triggering topic. In fact, uh, Kari, this week I on Facebook I just posted this this piece of music. This piece of music that we might even play for you later in the podcast. And I just made the statement that that because it was a religious piece, that it it indicates to me one of the things about religion that I find so beautiful. And the first response on my Facebook page was somebody who was triggered. They were like offended that I would in any way say something positive about religion. Wow. And I don't say, I say that with 100% empathy. 100% 100% compassion for this person. No criticism at all. Because the reality is that religion can be a really painful topic. And it does trigger it does trigger people. And uh religion stories um I since I sort of traffic in this world living sort of in between the sacred and the secular realms um, engaging and even teaching in both sacred and secular contexts. Um, I get to hear stories from both sides, and I do. I hear a lot of people's pain stories, as well as celebration stories around faith and religion. And the topic we want to discuss today, uh, Kari, is the Camino de Santiago which again is the inspiration for Pilgrim Lost. Not that everyone should go on the community of Santiago, but there's a certain human, there's certain human experiences. There's, a, there's an existential state that one gets into when they're on the community of Santiago that we believe is inherently human. And if it's inherently human, then you shouldn't have to go to Spain to experience it. It should be something we can experience in the everyday life, right where we live. So in light of that, um, on the community of Santiago is this incredibly religious experience. And yet I experienced, as I walked it, that the vast majority of people that, um, that I met as I walked it, not only did not consider themselves religious people, but they were sort of anti-religion people. Hmm. They were the uns and the nuns, as we say. <laughs> The unreligious and the and the rejected religious. So they, they say they're nuns. They they don't they don't adhere to any religion. Mm-hmm. And um and this the I would say ninety plus percent of the people that I met would associate as uns and nuns, non-religious people, and yet they are having quote unquote the most important experience of their life or the most inspirational experience of their life, for the whatever, how whatever terminology they would use completely surrounded by religion so did you experience baffling yeah did you experience the same thing so that that was my experience what did you experience
0: absolutely um i think one thing that i would a distinction i would make is even just in the word using the word religion versus spiritual i think people there are a lot of people who would not consider themselves religious but would consider themselves spiritual and for some reason, that felt better mm-hmm. when they would talk about it. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, every town is uh, the, the the whole basis of it is is drenched in Christianity yeah and whether it's the daily Pilgrim's Mass, whether it's um, the people, you're staying in monasteries. The people caring for you are yeah. that is their 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 vocation and their their calling. Uh, the the statues, all the art. everything is is shouting about Christianity.
1: Yeah, yeah, for over a thousand years. right. People have been taking this walk because a priest told them to for penance often because they'd done something sinful. They needed to walk to the, to the grave site of St. James, one of the original disciples, right? Like they're going (laughs) to a biblical characters, grave and walking hundreds of miles to get there because a priest told them to, and along the way they stay in churches in every town and every town is surrounded by a church and every town up till today has a mass, in the afternoon for the people pilgriming to be refreshed by the word of God and the celebration of the sacraments. I mean, I don't know what could be more religious than the community de Santiago. And yet all these uns and nuns go on it.
0: When I would talk with people when I was walking, I mean, uh, there's a few thoughts that I have. One is, is we talked a little bit in the last few podcasts about the infrastructure that's set up. And, and it's almost like the, the epicness of the trek rises to the surface over what the history has been for a lot of people. Hmm. So when someone says, you know, we have an adventurer who wants to, you know, they're, they're, they're a traveler. They love to adventure around the world. And here's the Camino laid out. Number 1 it's very inexpensive to go and walk and it is a an experience unique to any other experience and that there is this pattern of walking and being able to stay and have community with people that isn't isn't possible really anywhere else and in fact as i look to do more pilgrimages i'm more and more i realize how unique and special the camino is not only for, as I said, the infrastructure and and that um, affordability, because it is just expensive to do this in any other part of the world. So for example, next summer, I'm planning to go to Norway to walk a pilgrimage route called St. Olaf's Way. And it is it is an incredibly expensive venture to do. It's in Norway, for goodness sake, which is, is a very expensive country to travel in. Um, and so this idea that you can go and have this Walking experiences, trekking experience, um, I think, drives people there. What happens though is I feel like they. There was one particular gentleman who was kind of that sport guy, who mm-hmm. was was there to A walk. A lot of sport guys. A lot of sport guys and women and ladies oh, yeah, and sure. ladies sport folk. And doing
1: it for health, doing health, it to learn, lose weight. Yes, yeah.
0: and and I think that idea of. It draws them, and they they don't come with any sort of notion of engaging in that spiritual aspect. But as they walk, I, I wrote actually wrote this in my in my book that I wrote about the Camino. Is there's this 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 seeking spirit that people can't help but absorb. Mm-hmm. They whether mm-hmm. whether they're walking with you know their buddy who is an un or nun. They might stumble across a priest. They might stumble. We, we walked with uh, priests who were walking the community of Santiago as part of the period of time that they would use to sort of decide if they were going right. to enter into the priesthood. Right. And so they were walking as a as a reflection and a a, a a preparation for a final decision-making. So when you stumble across that person that's... Engaging in something so religious and spiritual, and you're just there to, you know, get a good walk in, you can't help but be affected by that person in that conversation. You're going to have a conversation incredibly different than if you were hiking through the Dolomites of Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I would take it even one step farther. So, one of the questions you every so you meet hundreds of people when you walk the community of Santiago. And there are a few questions that you just have to get out of the way. You know, what's your name? Where are you from? And then always, why are you walking?
0: Okay, well, I will say they say, how how, how much do you have in your pack? How much does your pack weigh? How much is your pack weigh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you gotten rid of? Let me tell you my three secrets to getting rid of more stuff. That all, that's all true. Right. But they ask you why you're walking. Right. And inevitably, I would say that I'm walking because... Um, I'm actually drawn to these religious experiences. It's it's been a part of my life to have these religious experiences, and they would look at me with furrowed brow, like, "Are you religious?" Which may be more commentary on the way that I look than anything else, but um, <laughs> but I would say I'd say, "Yeah, I yeah I guess I am. Yeah, I'm I'm a Christian," and they were always amazed to meet somebody who I who identified a religious desire for part of going on the Camino. And then I'd ask them why they're going, and they would go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm spiritual, or I want to have an adventure, or I want to go on a vacation, or whatever the reason is. Um, and yet, they could not deny that they were having a transformational experience while surrounded, while in the circle of all of these religious themes, religious experiences, religious ceremonies, religious symbols.
0: And the thing the thing that's interesting too is that that when you when you encounter uns I, I'm loving saying this because I've never I actually never heard that phrase before uns and nuns because it rhymes it's very fun to say <laughs> um, when you encounter the uns and nuns in the world outside the Camino they wouldn't step foot in a church
1: right and none of these people would step foot in they the wouldn't
0: church. they wouldn't you know if they'd heard even a, a hint yeah. A tiny little, you know, I don't know thing about it being religious. Oh, I'm I that I'm not going to that,
1: right? And they would say they would tell me I, I would never ever go to a church. And then the next thing they'd say, they'd go. Oh, do you want to join me for Pilgrim Mass this oh, afternoon in the next town? Be like, yeah, let's go to Pilgrim Mass together in the next town. Which is going to a church and sitting through a very ancient liturgical. Religious ceremony. Do
0: you think that they separated it somehow like as a historical event in the sense that if they were walking it? This is something that people have done for for, Mm -hmm. you know, since the 1200s They were able to kind of separate themselves at least from the at the beginning as this is something historical I'm engaging it. It would be like going to a museum and seeing spiritual art or religious art.
1: Yes Great parallel Because I here's what I believe is happening. Here's some of what I believe is happening We live in a world that is 15 minutes old. We live in a world where um, Instagram posts are posted and then no one looks at them again after two days. Or they disappear. Or they disappear. We live in a world where um, the news is instant and for entertainment. Uh, We live in a world where um, there's very little that we encounter. Almost nothing we encounter that is 50 years old. You go back 100 years, it's hard to find buildings in Portland that are 100 years old. Like, that's a marker. My house will be 100 years old here in two years. My house.
0: Congratulations. That's, like a, that's like a marker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because we don't encounter anything, not even structures, physical structures that are that old. We don't know our grandparents. We hide our, we hide our old people away in mm. institutions so we don't have to see them. Right. We live in this world that is 15 minutes old, and then there's this thing hmm. that has been curating history for us that lets us enter into something that's not just 100 years old. It's a 1,000 years old. It's 2,000. And you get to go, and when you enter in, when you walk on this road, you're putting your feet in the exact same footprints as millions of people have for a thousand years, and I'm with them. And when I listen to the liturgy, I'm with them. And this liturgy, this thing that the priest is singing or that they're talking about right now, a hundred generations have gone, this is important. I acknowledge the value in this moment, and I get to be with them. And there's part of being human that desperately needs that. And I'm not saying you need religion. But I am saying we do need to feel rooted in something larger than ourselves.
0: And that's, I was just gonna say, there is a unique moment in that where you feel incredibly small Mm. and you're grateful for it, Mm. right? Because so much of our world is how do we make ourselves, the individual, big. Yeah. How do we draw attention to ourselves? Yes. And in this moment you melt into that group of people and it feels so good and it feels so right. Right. And that's not something especially especially as Americans that we ever experience or seek after.
1: That's so uh, so good. I, I really do think that one of the things one of the big lies of Western society and maybe just being human, but of Western society where I've grown up in American culture in particular, is the emphasis of the individual and this belief that that there's a barrier that separates me from the next person. And when in reality, I believe that that that, that, that barrier between us is actually fuzzy.
0: Hmm.
1: And we're supposed to experience it as fuzzy. This is why when, and, and everyone listening is gonna know, there's moments, uh, it might be on the dance floor. It might be at a concert. Surrounded by a crowd of people, and suddenly, the sensation that I—that this is what I am—like I am like I'm so in the midst of this whole thing happening that the line between me and the person next to me becomes fuzzy, and I enter into this this usness mm. with others. And and those are those are so often the most important inspirational moments in being human. And Akari, I think what you're talking about in this when you sit in the church. Surra- shoulder to shoulder with people packed in the cathedral in Santiago and the liturgy is going on and it's in Spanish and I can't even understand it. But in the midst of it happening, I'm next to people from all over the world and the, the lines become fuzzy between us because of something human, something mystical about what it means to be human that we're longing for. And people get to experience in that kind of setting.
0: I completely agree. Completely agree. And I do believe it's just the point that you said. It, it's in Spanish. There's this letting go of... Of, do I agree or disagree? That head moment, yeah, yeah. and just letting that kind of heart emotion, uh, kind of rule you, so you rule yourself for a, for just that period of time that allows you. And I would say that those are the moments that, for me personally, when I do that, when I let go. And I'm not saying letting letting go of intellect. I'm just saying letting go of that my tendency to overthink and rule totally. out and and just receive and there's a receiving in that and i think that people do receive and they don't know what to do with it and that is the that is the momentum that carries them through as they walk and they start to open up and whether or not they realize it or acknowledge it or even talk about it but i did talk with people who at the end would express I don't know what happened, but, but it was deeply transformative. And, and maybe they would, maybe they would mention the divine. Maybe they wouldn't, but they, they felt changed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think change changes what we're all looking for. Yeah. And change is a complicated term, uh, maybe to the process of becoming real mm. because so much of our life is living in falsehood, living in shadows, living in false selves, um, projecting what we think other people want us to be or need us to be in order that we can have that individual I'm great moment. Absolutely. And when in fact so much of being human is being invited inside into something still and quiet and connected and whole. And um, that's, that's, that's the beauty and that's, that's what these uns and nuns are experiencing in this deeply religious context. They're experiencing it. And for me, as someone who believes in the divine and believes that there is a spirit of the divine that is is constantly searching throughout the earth and, and engaging all life, engaging all life, integrated with all of life, the divine, that spirit is meeting people. Like, this is, what, this, is, this, this is what the calling, this is what the best of religion is about, is the calling of the spirit of the divine inside of human beings and them experiencing it. And in this particular context, they're able to do it. And they would even say, all of them would say, this was the most like, transformative experience of my life, or one of the most.
0: So I have a friend that I met when I was uh, doing a, uh, staying in, on the Isle of Skye in Scotland. And uh, she had never done the Camino, but had heard about it. And uh, through our conversation, she decided to go and walk it. And she was a little reluctant, not sure if she could do it. She wasn't really, um, you know, she was an un and a nun. I don't know exactly which one, but (laughs) she definitely was not uh, seeking out that aspect. And so later on, I, I caught up with her on Facebook. And as I was reading her posts, I realized she had not only walk the Camino this was about a year later Hmm. she had walked it four times in a year yes she did kind of a continual walk and it might have it might have been three but it was within a year and a half she had done it four times and uh she was doing everything that she could to literally just stay on the Camino and there are a lot of people who, who oh, yeah. do that and who radically shift their lives so that they can continue walking and staying in that in that space you know I call it a sacred space and I think regardless of again those intentions that that notion of not even a notion but that 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 receiving that they experience is 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 keeps calling to them like keeps calling to them
1: so i'm i'm gonna wrap this up um but before we do i want to i want to invite Kari, i want to invite you and anybody else listening to have to to have this this fuzzy experience where the lines between me and others maybe start to disappear a little bit and the way that i want to do it is um, I'm going to play this song for you that I stumbled upon this week. And the, the audio quality may not be great, but if you're able to, find, find a quiet spot. Maybe someplace where you can close your eyes or, or pull the car over for a minute for yourself. And just listen. And um, this, this song is um, it's being sung inside a church in the country of Georgia. And it's just a congregation. I don't think it's a professional choir or anything, it's just a congregation singing their sacred music in the church. And the words they are singing were written 3,000 years ago. And they are singing in a language that disappeared 2,000 years ago. And no longer do we know this language. And they're singing it in a Georgian church today this month, sometime uh, recently, embracing these words and this language and this music that has withstood the test of time. It is This is a musical museum of humanity. And just in sitting, listening to it, maybe you will have a transcendent human moment. This is Pilgrim Lost, and on behalf of Kari and I just want to thank you for being here, and we hope you learn the unforced rhythms of grace.